Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to bring you Disney news, discussion, and opinions with a sassy grown-up bent. Today we're going to talk about The Little Mermaid, Mulan, and more silly shit. Topic number one, live action The Little Mermaid. Ariel is black! Deal Boom. with it, racists. Yep. <laughs> it's funny because I keep seeing people be like, I'm not seeing any white people complain about this. All I'm seeing is you uppity people all posting about the white people who allegedly care about it. And I'm like, it's good that you, like me, have sanitized your Facebook feed to not have any racists in it. But um, there are plenty of people who are oh, really upset are. about it. Just go over to Twitter real quick. You'll find a whole goddamn hashtag. But... Um, I, I, yeah, not my Ariel. Hashtag not my Ariel. Which is, yes. which is ridiculous. And it's like, uh, fine. Okay. Don't, don't go. We'll get Jody Benson. Like, right. What the fuck? Right. Who uh, uh, apparently, uh, was, was asked about this. At oh, her was last she? appearance. Yeah. Um, and what she said was something along the lines of, well, what I think is really important is the spirit of the character. Ah, yes, So she, she didn't come out and straight up say like, I think it's great Ariel's black, but she was like. Yeah. It's not important. Right. It's not like, a big fucking If it's deal. a good casting, it's right. a good casting. And I think it's way more important to cast a vocalist like Halle Bailey than to cast someone like an Emma Watson who could not sing for shit in the clips that I saw from Beauty and the Beast, which I refused to watch. <laughs> I know. I love yeah. her, but she yeah. can't. No, they, that was you, the one that was like super, super auto-tuned. Yeah, and they auto-tune everything nowadays. But yeah. if you like her tone overall wasn't that good either. So it just felt really shitty. But um, Halle Bailey is a vocalist and she is young and vibrant and she has the spirit that I feel like would make her a great Ariel. And this is coming from a child of the nineties who like Ariel was my princess. Like I liked Belle cause she read books, but like Ariel, the, the first solo song I ever sang was the very beginning of part of your world. Like, that's like i am very deeply attached to ariel and i have no fucking issue with her being a black girl i also think that she's a great casting choice from the perspective of like ariel is a like curious and a little bit like mischievous yeah she's like, a little sassy and from know, the clips teenager. i've seen from grown and, right exactly well that's the thing is that she like really is that like you know kind of kind of mischievous seeming like she's not really gonna like she plays that teenager yeah you know mild rebellion very well she gets a little bit of attitude so i don't know if she's the one because they're twins i don't know if she's the one who says the like i can't even look at her right now could you please guide my hand (laughs) to her face i i don't know if that's chloe or hallie because i don't watch the show and i've only seen it in commercials right but like they seem like a fun pair and i think she will probably be fucking phenomenal in that role um and i think it's funny too because people have done the like well but it was written by hans christian anderson who's danish (laughs) it's like well first of all the ocean doesn't have walls so the mermaid could have come from literally anywhere second of all hans christian anderson was a fucking bi dude who probably wrote that story about unrequited love with a man so like I'm not so sure that your racist <laughs> ass is really gonna like making a really 
uh, relevant point here about like the historical context of the story. Cause that's just not the point. And she's also been drawn illustrated in the past as, um, a much darker figure than you would expect of a Danish character. Like there's all kinds of illustrations that date back to when he wrote it that aren't like, aren't typical Danish. Like who the fuck is, right. what was anyone also, did the 1989 movie look like it took place in fucking Denmark? No. no. That also, was Mediterranean as hell. Nobody was wearing fucking, it wasn't cold. Also, I don't know much it's about <laughs> fantasy. Like, right, she's literally like, a fish person. Right, exactly. Like, I'm really offended that they didn't get any actual mermaids to act I'm kind in of, this well, film. Well, honestly, I feel like some of these people on. are probably the same ones who thought that mermaids the body found was real. Probably, probably. <laughs> so they want those nightmare mermaids to be in this. They've been watching Siren and they're really convinced. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just foolishness. Like it's, it's, it's fantasy to begin with, but even the original 1989 film was not adapted to be taking place in Denmark very, very clearly based on the skin tones, the hair colors, the, the architecture, the costuming. And like the Little Mermaid, the original story was adapted so heavily as to be almost unrecognizable oh, in its 1989 it's form. It's like what all of like, them did, but like when I got, right. I got a, I think at a book fair, I got a scholastic like watercolor illustrated one that is the actual story where she, you know, it feels like knives when she's stepping with her human feet and she has to kill the prince to, and she doesn't, so she turns into seafoam, like, it's a dark, dark, dark story. And as usual, Disney heavily adapted it. So right. why is the adaptation that upsets you the, the fact that she's black? I can't huh. think of a reason. Yeah, I can't possibly think. Of, you're all huh. fucking racist. And no, like, that's the thing too, is that like, I won't, I'm not, I won't play the pulling punches game. Like you might not think that you are. I understand that you might not understand where exactly all of this is coming from in yourself, but like you really need to examine your shit if you have an issue with it and you're like, just, th- just think it through. Just understand that like, you might not think you're, you're racist. You might not think of yourself as racist. You might not behave in ways that are otherwise racist, but understand you might be a little racist. Here's something that's really important to remember. And that's, there are a lot of people out there that are going, man, I really liked Ariel. She was my favorite because she looks like me. And well, weird i'm one of those people i really like ariel because she's got red hair and i'm not my hair is not that red but his disney avatar on the my disney experience is literally ariel right he really likes ariel and and the same reason that some of these people are you know very into ariel as a character and then are disappointed that she doesn't look like them anymore is the exact reason why it's so important that Ariel is portrayed by a woman of color. Yeah. And that's that, strangely, there are a lot of people of color in this country that have never seen a Disney film that has, you know, certainly a live action one that, like, uh, is a a princess that looks like them. You know, And and that's important. It's important to let people have that representation because everyone deserves it. Yeah. It's not... Like there is, there is there are plenty no of reason films for little white right. girls to watch and see themselves reflected in that character. There are far fewer uh, for little black girls to watch, and they include things like The Princess and the Frog, where for ninety percent of the movie she's a fucking frog. So like, let's <laughs> and, maybe... and my my favorite tweet 
exchange about about the casting was someone going, well, the live action remake of The Princess and, F- and the Frog better have better a white, have a white, white girl yeah. casted, mm-hmm. uh, cast in it. And, and the response is like, you know what? That's fine. That's fine. We'll just trade. You can have that one and all of the other ones will... <laughs> will not be white. How about that? That's right, fair. Right, right, Let's just do the <laughs> sure. opposite and everything gets to be black. How about that? Yep. Yeah, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit nonsensical. I'm literally, I'm, we're pretending that I'm not literally arguing about this on Facebook right now as we're recording this, but there's this <laughs> fucking guy who just won't stop. Oh, man. Um, but it is, the point keeps being brought up of like, oh, that would be like having Tom Cruise play a samurai. But like, it's also not even... It's not that it's, um, because that's different because that's a white guy. Like, granted, I don't even know the story of that film. It might make sense that he's white. I don't fucking pay attention to it. Only, only marginally does. It's definitely like a white savior thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Which is great. We love those. But, but that's the kind of the thing is that a white actor taking away a role of, and this, I get into this debate a lot, white actors taking the role of people of color, um, straight actors or cis actors taking the place of gay or trans folks, like those kinds of things. There are so few instances in which the opposite happens where a black person gets cast as a white character, where a, uh, a gay person gets cast as a straight character, where a trans person gets cast as a cis character. Like you don't see those things happen as often. And that's why it's not a big deal when we cast, when we when we do it, it's exciting because it's like cool. We're acknowledging that um, those people deserve a place too. Because the vast majority of media is made by, for, and about cis hat white people, and so it's like, okay, so either we start making more space, which has been done for other folks who are not cis hat white folks, or we also start letting them into the stories that have traditionally been about cis hat white people. Like it's not. It's not like they were like, it's the Little Mermaid with an all-black cast, but they made Ariel black and like, woo, no. Yeah, well, and I think I think that's important to note, too, is that this is not about, oh, well, you know, people people will say, oh, well, there are there are lots of stories that are appropriate to cast these people. And well, it's it's not about those stories, because of course the stories about, like, especially about African-American slaves. Like, of course you should cast African-Americans in those roles, right? Yep. Um, but this is about the mass market appeal stories, a.k.a. the stories for cishet white people, because there are a lot of us with, uh, oh, weird, the majority of the money to consume um, out there, and... Then also saying, you know what, we're going to we're going to make sure that this media, this type of media that dominates all of the money going into Hollywood and TV is actually going to have some measure of representation in it that isn't just white people. Yep. Y'all thought this was a Disney podcast. Yeah, it's not. Spoilers, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm super excited, and I'm more excited probably to see this film now than I would be if they had cast a generic redheaded white girl. Topic number two. Fucking Mulan. Holy shit, that trailer. 
It looks, it's bringing me back to like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon when I was obsessed with that fucking movie when I was a kid. I got those vibes too Teenager. because the um, the woman that they cast as the lead, I can't remember her name. Um, she, the it was one of the scenes in the trailer just had this huge Crouching Tiger like vibe. Yes, thank you. Um, and I'm so excited for I'm it. so excited. Fucking, they got Donnie Yen, yep. who is most, IP man. Well, and most recently, um, what's his name in Star Wars in Rogue One? Oh, right, right. Uh, what the fuck was his damn name? Hold on. Basically, Zatuichi. <laughs> Basically, Zatuichi. <laughs> Chirut. He was Chirut, the blind guy in Star Wars. He was Zatuichi in Star Wars. Rogue One. Um, Jet Li. Uh, Rosalind Chow, Keiko O'Brien, <laughs> I'm so happy. I was like, why does she look familiar? <gasps> it's Keiko. I'm um, so happy when I see like really good Star Trek actors get work. Yeah. Like yeah. get You're big like, roles. Oh. Um, one of the, so Poe, who, which is Chempo. What, oh, that's interesting. That he's playing Champo. Okay. Um, Poe, who was Champo in the first film, the one who was really excited about food all the time and the like stereotypical fat Buddha looking. Yep. Not going to talk about that right now. Um, Is played by uh, Duomoa, who is a friend of my friend. Right. <laughs> like they went to college together. I'm, I was all excited about Mulan and she goes, oh yeah, my friend is in that. I was like, what the fuck? Well, and, and my reaction was like, you mean the guy from Gran Torino who played like oh, yeah. the the like boss of the crappy gang of cousins or whatever? That's a number of degrees of separation you did not know from Gran Torino. I'm going to pretend I've seen that film. I yeah. That film. I mean, yeah. it's it's mostly Clint Eastwood playing himself, a.k.a. probably a racist. <laughs> oh, great, but, great. Uh, I mean, honestly, no, it's it's a beautiful film and it's it's uh, it's a good conversation about... Uh, race and immigrants um and it does a nice job it's not perfect um and certainly clint eastwood is not perfect as a person but yeah um i i liked the film a lot and it was it's cool to see someone from that that incidentally our friend knows um cast in in this as well yeah it's uh it it's got some good martial arts credentials which is awesome because it looks like it's going to be more of sort of an action film a little bit more along the lines of um the historical story although obviously still adapted like it's not going to be direct um also gong lee is in it gong lee i have a mixed history with she was in memoirs of a geisha which is garbage <clears throat> um but the film i was mad at the time that that film came out because despite it being like a book about japan written by a white guy uh and therefore already kind of weird they cast basically only one or two japanese actors in it like right, every like right. shang Yi was the main girl gong lee was hatsumomo um Michelle Yeoh was the older, right, like everybody right. was other, everything except uh, Japanese, <laughs> except I think Ken Watanabe was in it. And I was super annoyed at the time, but Gong Li was really good. Like she's really, I enjoyed her acting and she's really gorgeous and like super, I'm excited because she's in it as a bad guy. Yeah, I think and she'll I'm be like, very strong. I'm very excited that. because Hatsumomo was awful. Like she was awful. As a character, she was so hateable and 
just really like she did a great job playing the villain in that. And so I'm excited to see her play a villain in this. Also, people that I recognize from the cast list, uh, Jimmy Wong, who played some like adorable dork kid in a terrible web series called Video Game High School. And oh. I'm sorry that I watched that. Um, <laughs> but like he he was he was a, a, a good little actor. Like it was a uh, kind of miserably written show that was overall not the best acted, um, but he was good, and I'm I'm excited to see him sort of uh, um, in the the trio of comic relief. Um, I think that that could work pretty well, and I'm I'm sort of excited to see how they all work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's shaping up to be good. I was really excited by it. I know some folks are like, "What no music? What no Mushu?" And it's like, well, we've had how many in a row now? Uh, like shot for shot remake remakes remax. Uh, that that's a fucking real estate company. What the <laughs> hell? Um. So, like, Aladdin was mostly, except for some changes, it was somewhat shot for shot. Beauty and the Beast, from what I heard, was shot for shot. Like, that's what I heard about both of them. I haven't seen either of them. Um, Cinderella was not. Cinderella was not a musical. But I enjoyed Cinderella. I thought the live-action Cinderella was fun and pretty and a little bit anachronistic in bits with costuming. And I didn't love the blue butterfly dress thing. But there are a lot of... Like, we've had some that have been that sort of, like, shot-for-shot remake. And I think it's better if you take it in a new direction and you give it a different... Like, I hope they don't do shot-for-shot with Little Mermaid. I hope that they do give it a little bit of a different story, preferably not the original. Um, But I think that this is a chance to kind of do that and get get a little more interesting than just, like, oh, we're remaking it for the nostalgia and just, like, have it be the boring, the same thing. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's a, a really good opportunity to not try and improve on, I, I mean, I won't say that the originals were perfect, but no, I will. They're perfect. <laughs> um, so like it's, well, that's the thing is that yeah. even if they're not, um, there's a whole generation of people that will remember them as correct, even if not right, perfect, right. which means that even if you do a perfect shot for shot remake, it's still going to kind of feel like, eh, yeah, like, and you I'll can't... just go watch the animated version. Cause exactly. it's like, and if you why do did I need straight this? shot for shot? It's mostly boring. And then people are like, Oh, cool. There was this one cool part that I liked, but mostly it was just the old movie. And like, if you do it in a new direction like this, I think that you have more room to experiment. I think it's going to be more interesting. I think you're going to have a wider potential audience too, because like, if it's a good enough martial arts film, which it could be with that cast, like you could get people wanting to watch it who aren't even the types to normally watch like a Disney film. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's. Honestly, it's a story that I'm really excited about people going to see if they're not the kind of person who would have gone to see uh, uh, the animated version. I watched the trailer like four times in a row and just cried. I was just like so excited. And I wasn't, I didn't even know it was a thing. I don't think I even realized it was happening or remembered that it was happening. Yeah, it caught me completely by surprise. And then somebody was like, oh, did you guys see this? And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Just freaking out because it looks, it looks so cool. Although... I will say my uh, my best friend's mom, my second mom, was like, okay, but why is she in the middle of a battlefield with her hair down? She sh- They should have at least tied her goddamn hair up. And I was like, that is a good point. Like, <laughs> she's just like swinging around fucking with a, I don't remember if she has a sword in that scene or a spear or what, but <laughs> her hair is all over the place. And you're like, that's not. You know, I'll, I'll defend uh, that as oh. being accurate for the 
kind of absurd martial arts genre um, because showing off, you know, long hair uh, is kind of a, a ridiculous trope of female characters in the martial arts genre, even though it's entirely impractical. So yeah. I'm sure that it's kind of following that tradition. Um, but I agree from a, a like realism perspective. Hell no. <laughs> It was just amusing to me. I was like, oh, <laughs> there's a little... Well, and it's it's cool. These are now two live-action remakes of Disney films, Disney animated films, that we are both excited to see. When the last several that have come out, we haven't seen them. Or if we've seen them, it was way late and like more of a, eh, why right. not? It's like, cool, here's the thing. Even though there were people that we liked in them, it just wasn't, like, there wasn't a draw. Um, whereas, again, both of these, uh, I'm excited about what might be different. What might be, you know, a nice twist on a story that I like. Yeah. It's time. For the silly shit in Disney Films Corner! Today's edition. In Finding Dory, Mr. Ray takes the class to see the Ray migration. And they go out to the edge of this... I don't know, it's like the drop-off kind of, but different. And this beautiful fucking choral sound comes up of all these voices melding together of all the rays migrating home. And every one of them is male. Do only male rays migrate? Do only male rays exist in Finding Dory? It's like a two or three part lovely harmony, but it is only male vocal parts. So I have a theory. Okay. As I usually God do. God damn it. Uh, my theory is that uh, while the men are dicking around singing, uh, all of the women rays are just hauling the luggage for this long journey. <laughs> because, like, like these idiot boys are awful. Oh, it's time to sing and migration is so fun. And all the women are like, oh, my God. God like fucking I damn need, it, like, Joe. You know. <laughs> like, Get back uh, in line, you fuck. Yeah, they're they're like actually on course. Yeah, uh, because they they were willing to ask for directions, um, whereas the men are just lost. I'm they're just like like I singing. googled it and I don't see anything that says only males migrate. Like it's just it's just so funny because he's all like, oh, so excited about my people migrating and it's so great and you're gonna see it, and it's just this like beautiful chorus of dudes. I have another theory. <laughs> it's the bear rays. Maybe, uh, maybe it's... They're migrating to Bear Week. I mean, that's possible, too. That's possible. It's a, it's a, air quotes, migration. Um, they're all swimming to P-Town. Um, but, no, no, okay. I, I have another theory. Okay. I have another theory. Um, they're like, they're like Lord of the Rings dwarves. Um, and it's just you that just you can't tell, tell that, that there are women in the mix. Gender is a social they have, construct. you know, a lovely tenor. Yeah. It, so. it is just funny. It's like... Well, and you know what? That's a good point. Let's think about this for a second. Like, physiologically, uh-huh. there are a lot of sea creatures that if they were to have some sort of vocalization that we would recognize, 
the male and female voices would not be dramatically different because they have <laughs> okay. almost identical anatomy. Yeah, but in the Finding Dory but, universe, but yes, there yes, are they distinct do. sexually dimorphic <laughs> voices. So, for eh. most species, except rays, except rays, which, okay, which all have, which are all tenor baritone bass. <laughs> God damn it. I'm gonna add it to the Wikipedia article on the film. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, it's just funny. That one's just like sillier than I think usual, but it just makes me laugh because it's like every time we watch it, I'm like, what the fuck? What I did feel you like- do? Like, was it cheaper to not record female voices? Did you just like it that way? Because it sounds like a bunch of like sailors on a boat or whatever. Like it kind of sounds like the um the um uh, in 1607, from the beginning of Pocahontas, yeah. or the, is there another boat song? Is there a boat song in The Little Mermaid? Yeah, there's a boat song in The Little Mermaid. Like, it feels like that stuff. It feels like the boat, like the men on, the sailor men on boat singing songs stuff, but, yeah. But it's a migration. <laughs> but it's yep. a boat. It's the closest to a boat song you're going to get in the Finding Dory universe. So that's probably what it is, is it? it's probably technically a callback Right. Like, I'm sure it's songs. a reference that both of us missed and Yeah. You know. <laughs> Someone's going to tell us that we're wrong. Yep. So, please tell us that we're wrong. Yeah. Um I I do find it really interesting that the silly shit corner is very dominated by any of the films that are about animal societies that Gee, are Gee, I wonder why that could yeah. be. Well, and it's 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 I'm funny a fucking it's fucking like, animal weirdo. And and they're so easy to punch holes in yeah. because they're writing that line between, you know, this is something recognizable and, you know, a mirror of the way that our culture works, but oh, it's fun because it's sea creatures yeah. or it's yeah. uh, a whole bunch of mammals and no other animals. Yeah. I feel like too, I've just been watching those ones more lately. Like it's just been what's been on my mind more. And cars is the same way Fucking in that it's cars. a, they're not animals, but it's just, again, but another, let's pick a thing and turn it into, yeah. you know, uh, a very human society. We'll make it a people. Yep. Yeah. The freaking bugs. The fucking Explain bugs the at bugs. the end, man. Explain the bugs. And the tractors. And the tractors. Yep. And the, She's just waving her hands in circles, like like wheels on the bus go round and round. Frank, but... what's his fuck? What is he? He's a, yeah. com- a combine Frank. harvester. Is oh, he a combine okay. harvester. Hold on, I already said this oh. right once in this podcast. Yeah, he's a combine harvester. Boom, bitch! Agricultural terms. Well, and the the paving machine. Oh, lady. why isn't the paving machine sentient? Yeah. Right. Ugh. Or maybe it is. Maybe. It just doesn't have a face. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. And scene. Well, that got dark. Ooh. That's been our show. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to tell us that we're wrong about science or other things <laughs> or you have opinions on the little mermaid or mulan or any of that um you can contact us by going to boredandsassy.com and clicking contact that's a google form that you can fill out and it will email us and we'll talk about your shit on the show um you can tweet at us at board and sassy on twitter uh if you know us personally you can just tell us uh, most of you 
all of you probably do at this point. If you don't know us personally, write in to tell us how you found the podcast. That's true. That's very true. You can do that thing. Um, Yeah, I think it's like we like getting topics from folks to discuss. We like questions. We would love to talk about your Disney parks vacation. We would love to talk about fucking, I don't know, whatever, whatever shit that you think of. If you think of silly shit in Disney films, we would love to hear it. You know, Absolutely. any of that kind of stuff. So we can compile a list and then send it off to Disney headquarters for them to fix it. <laughs> they can post a well, big corrections. I wouldn't list. go that far. But yeah, no, send us in your stuff. Uh, it's super easy, and we will take it in any format and shout you out on our podcast. What? <laughs> I'm getting silly because it's getting very hot in this room. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to give you clean audio, okay? So the air conditioner's off and I hate my life. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Mean age to needle teetles. That's not a thing. Yes, it is. That's not a thing. That's just not a thing. Drop the bass. Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Nick. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And I had a piece of linguisa stuck in my fucking teeth. Delicious. Hey.